Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 194 of the All Dolphins podcast. The Randy Starts episode. That's right, we're not doing the jury, the player recognition though anymore, we're doing the year Next week, we're going to reach 200, Omar. Damn. I know. Yeah. Hopefully, we have it next week. Well, well, we'll we'll be doing a podcast anyway. Hopefully, we're talking about the, the divisional round of the playoffs, Yeah, which would most likely be at Baltimore, unless the Steelers can win at Buffalo, in which case we'd be talking about at Houston or at Cleveland. Okay. Too much? Too much? T- too much. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I, I definitely don't want to go through Buffalo again, but yeah. Why, Omar? Is it because of, of – of, let's not go there. Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. Not Friday, as I kept putting in a tweet uh, for our stories on alldolphins.com and was scolded by – some readers who said, no, stupid, it's Thursday. But they got to hold on. In your defense, they got to understand our weeks work based on our practice today's, and today was a simulated Friday. So, and I am with you absolutely. If the NFL changes the schedule and alters the day, then alters the week that the Dolphins play. My Wednesday could be a Thursday, my Thursday could be a Friday. So, Listen, they just got to understand our life. I get you. I get you. Thank you. Thank you, Omar. In fact, there was a Friday for us. Exactly. I interviewed Braxton Berrios about Belichick leaving the Patriots, which we'll get into a little bit later on. And then after I was done, I was like, good luck Sunday. And then it was like, you know, no, Saturday. They did it again. So anyway, today's Thursday. Uh, Episode is 194. So the 1994 season. Man, there was a lot of good things in that 1994 season. Looks good on paper, 10 and 6. Well, it was also the year that Marino came back from the torn Achilles. And in his first game back, amid questions about how well, whether he could be Marino again, uh, because he wasn't moving around necessarily great in training camp and all that. In the opener, they were playing in a muddy field at hard pro player stadium, whatever it was called, then against the New England Patriots. And completely lit it up, shoot out against the Patriots and Drew Bledsoe. Dolphins win 39-35 on a 30- or 35-yard touchdown pass to Irving Fryer on a fourth and five. Where Folks, the Dolphins, and this is all off his head. He's not even – well, it, yeah, it, it's a sickness. It's a real disease. But, hey, it benefits it's, him. It's a very famous memory because it was a fourth and five. Dolphins only need a field goal to tie. Uh, and at the line of scrimmage, Marino is looking over to Irving Fryer on the right side. And basically it was like one of those, 
eye contact, go deep, I got you. Lo and behold, straight down the field, go route, over the top, touchdown, Dolphins win 39-35. Uh, wound up with a wild card spot, played the Chiefs and Joe Montana in the first round of the playoffs, won 27-17 to set up a second round second round date with the San Diego Chargers at old Jack Murphy Stadium. By that time, Don Shula was riding a scooter because something had happened. I don't know if he himself had an Achilles injury or an ankle injury or something of the sort, but he was riding around on a scooter in that playoff game, which is one of the most frustrating for Dolphins fans who go back a ways. Dolphins led 21-6 to at halftime. Safety early in the second half, made it 21-8, to turned the game around. Chargers go up 22-21. Dolphins drive down the field at the end of the game. They take two shots deep. Instead of making it a closer field goal, it winds up being like, I think it was 47 yards, 48 yards. Field goal attempt by Pizianovic, wide right, I believe it was. Anyway, field goal missed. Dolphins lost 22-21, so a very good season. Oh, and another very – hold on, Omar. Another very famous highlight from that season is a famous fight, fake spike game. In November against the Jets, Dolphins down 24 to 6 in the third quarter, uh, driving for a comeback towards the end of the game. And Marino goes up to the line of scrimmage and he's like motioning to everybody, I'm going to spike it, I'm going to spike it. Takes a snap, pretends to spike very quickly. Lo and behold, pulls up, throws a back shoulder pass to Mark Ingram for his fourth touchdown catch of the day. Dolphins win 28 24. Um, I remember that 2000, that 1994 team. I was actually old enough to be paying attention to football, and that was when they handed over the backfield to Bernie Parmley, who's a guy that was probably one of my favorite running backs in in Dolphins franchise history, just because he gave you a little bit more of a, a power rushing per presence than the previous backs that they had had. But yes, and Bernie Parmley, of course, who had been a UPS driver before he joined the Dolphins. Uh, knew it was in the news this week. Unfortunately, was relieved of his duties as running backs coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. I knew he was coaching in the NFL, but I didn't know where. Yeah. After they completely flamed out at the end of the season, they made some changes on their staff, and he was one of those who was among the unlucky folks. Okay. Now, Speaking of unlucky folks, there we go. That takes us to take part of our injury. Let's get to the injury report. Uh, first off, um, we already know where the Dolphins are. They're pretty much decimated at just about every spot except for the offensive line, which is probably the only unit that's getting healthier right now. Um, tight, end, tight end. They're in good shape at tight end. Okay. If they use tight ends. Yes. Interior, interior of the defensive line. Okay. I'll allow that. I mean, uh, fine. I'll accept that. Um, tackle. What, what What do you mean tackle? Offensive tackle? Or offensive off, tackle. I said offensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Offensive I, tackle. No, I gave you the whole offensive line. I, I mean, relatively speaking. I know relatively the interior. Relatively speaking, okay. Um, I mean, they're getting healthier. Robert Hunt is back. Uh, wasn't on the injury report all week. Talked to him today. He said he's fine. He's good. Um. Uh, the funny, funny moment uh, with Tua Tungvaloa in the locker room. I know this is not the injury report, but he was interviewing his his new pass rushers, Melvin Ingram, Jonathan. Um, no, not Jonathan Harris. Melvin Ingram, Justin no. Houston, and you can, you can Bruce do it. Irving. I know. See, look, ah, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! 
I don't have my mints. He introduced them, ladies and gentlemen, the OGs. Um, and truthfully speaking, uh, it's an aged, experienced, old uh, unit of pass rushers who have collectively produced 285 sacks when you put everybody all together. Um, I still haven't done the numbers. I want to look up every team in the playoffs of the 12 teams that are there. How many teams have 285 sacks in them? I doubt any of them do. Um, However, um, talking to Justin Houston, he says there is some carryover from what the Dolphins did in Carolina. That should benefit him. Plus, he's played so much ball, it's it's relatively easy. Um, He basically hinted that they're all going to be in a rotation and guys are going to be rotating in and rotating out. Um, I, I believe they're probably maybe going to be package based. It it is what it is. You know where you are from a pass rushing standpoint. It's Ogba, Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, and I'm pretty sure Malik Reed will be activated for the game and elevated up to to from the practice squad, primarily to also help you on special teams. What's what's the finger for? What's the finger? No, for? I was going to point out something very funny. The, to me, the the best thing that Justin Houston said is he was asked. Is it going to feel weird to be in the visitor locker room going back to Kansas City because he started his career with the Chiefs? And he said, locker room, nothing's a closet. <laughs> you said that? Yeah. Um, that was funny. I couldn't, I couldn't hear all of his interview, but yeah. It, a lot it, of people it, in there. I was, I was, Tyreek spoke and I got myself like boxed out. And it was basically like one of those, like I needed the, uh, like, like one of those. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, Back. We'll go, back report. go back to the injury report. Xavier Howard ruled out, and as expected, the other four players who have game status designations are listed as questionable. That's Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, and the two safeties, Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland. However, the two safeties did not practice on Friday, which was their only real practice of the week, which is a very ominous sign and pretty bad too, actually. Yeah, I think uh, Mike McDaniel and Big Fangio both hinted that it took a lot for Deshaun Elliott to play that last game, and he probably did more damage to his calf injury than than helped it. Um, so it looks like he might be down. Um, and the problematic situation, and I don't know if I could rule Javon Holland down because they said that they were going to try something different this week with Javon Holland, is – well, clearly he didn't practice this week, so maybe he's just going to participate in walkthroughs and then see if he's going to try for the game, maybe try in a limited role. I believe he was used a little bit as, as a nickel kind of player. Um, I don't know, but if, if I had to put money on it, I'm putting money on Elijah Campbell and Brandon Jones starting that game. Uh, they started against the Jets. Uh, it's it's a huge benefit for Elijah Campbell to have all of the practice reps with the first team just because it allows him to kind of get comfortable and simulate the speed, talk to him a little bit today. Um, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows what, what it's going to look like. Um, but more than likely, um, it's going to be those two are your backup safeties. Maybe Javon Holland is, is, is in the mix as a player. And then you're probably going to have to elevate Ethan Bonner. Um, just from you need some special teams. You need some special teams help. Ethan Bonner can help you on special teams. And he also works as a as a as a safety. Um, I think Nick is going to be needed as in a cornerback role. So they'll I think need him. they'll need him. Nick, really? So, 
Thank you. Um, they need him. They'll need him. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm corny, by the way. I'll save, I'll save you. The I think the people who've been here for 194 podcasts have already figured out you're a little corny. Um, yeah. Uh, Needham is very interesting to me from this standpoint. Uh, we've kind of seen Cater Kohu kind of get carved up majority of the season. Obviously, that's a situation where you don't really necessarily have many options, but Nick is an option. The question is, would Vic Fangio feel confident enough to make a change? At this point, you are where you are. You have who you have out there on the field, and really the Kansas City Chiefs, outside of having a phenomenal elite quarterback, um, their wide receiver unit is eh, mediocre. So, um, Man, you're nice. Man, you're nice. Uh, it, it's lackluster. It's yeah. it's pedestrian. It's competent. Um, no, 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 the competence too. That's too good. Too good. Yeah. Uh, what what is competent is this Dolphins cornerback unit. Uh, okay. And then I'm of the opinion. I oh yeah. Think here, here we go. Oh, I think that Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert are going to give it a shot. They're certainly obviously going to go through warmups. I'm. I would think they're going to be active unless. I, I know Omar. And I'm and I'm the same way with this. Jalen Waddle didn't exactly inspire tremendous confidence in the way he was running in the in the portion open to the media. I I still think it would take a lot for him to be sat because um, it's a playoff game. That was the worst movement skills that I've probably ever seen on a practice field. Man, that that it, I mean, there was one point where he nearly fell down. Uh, yeah, and and I wasn't the only one who saw it. Oh, Pete, really? Pete, Channel Seven photographer, caught it as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, hey, if he plays more props to him, um, obviously there's nothing to really save yourself for. Uh, you know, may I? I don't know. With an ankle, maybe you could shoot it up, and it it, it it and you know, you could try. Um, but. Man, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody move that poorly before. And and then and for those who are wondering, I mean, it's basically dealing with a high ankle sprain, and a lot of times those things are could be around four to six weeks. So it's nothing. And I don't. Nobody should ever even remotely question Waddle's toughness. This is a dude who played with a bone in his. Sorry, with a screw in his foot. With a screw in his foot uh, in his last game at Alabama. Because uh, he wanted so badly to be there with his teammates. I mean, dude is really tough. But high ankle sprain is tough, especially for a wide receiver. Yeah, and even though Tariq has played with an ankle sprain for the past three weeks, uh, I think that this is a different issue. And we can say the same thing about Raheem Mostert. Watched him; he wasn't that bad. He wasn't. He wasn't. Right. You know. Right. And I think Raheem is is. Raheem is a soldier. He's a warrior. He wants to play through this situation. He said, basically, I've been saving myself for the playoffs or they've been saving me for the playoffs. Well, the playoffs is here. There is no tomorrow. And I, I personally believe. I said it. I know, I said I said, it. That's beautiful. That's deep. Can I write this? I've never heard that before. Can I write, can I write it down? There is. Sorry. Yes, I'm a wise ass on top of it. Corny and a wise um, There is no tomorrow, and I personally believe that this Dolphins offense is at its best when you have Devon Achan, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, 
Jalen Waddle on the field. And you could throw in Durham Smiley, you could throw in Alec Ingle, doesn't matter to me. Um, that's your best lineup. And you at least need those two backs. Yeah, Tyreek. And, and I found it very interesting that um, even Teron, Teron was making a pitch for Waddle playing and how it makes a difference. And he basically said, yeah, it, it takes all it takes a lot of the attention off 10. And that's the one thing that people have underestimated or undervalued is teams are defending Miami differently now that there's no dual threat on the opposite side of the field. And especially when Cedric Wilson comes into the game, like I ain't worried about you beating me deep. Like, go, go on ahead. You want to beat me deep? Go ahead. Beat me deep. Um, so teams are playing them differently. And I just think that their offense is it's that's part of the reason why their offense is struggling. I know everybody wants Tua to put a cape on and rescue this team. Um, but you know, when teams are, are absolutely clamping down on your receivers and bracketing your your top weapon, you know, it's hard to make things work in the passing game. Now, it doesn't hurt that, doesn't help that a lot of drops are happening, but, you know, this is what we play the game for. You put your big boy pants on. I'm sure Tua has a little bit better weaponry in Arsenal than, than Patrick Mahomes, so just matter, figure it out, a way to get it done. Yeah, and 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 Tua is a focal point because, number one, he's a quarterback, number two, because – He's heading into an offseason where there's talk about a contract extension. Why? Why are you rolling your eyes again? Because you're bringing up. You're bringing up the money, not, and it wasn't necessary. I I'm explaining. I'm explaining why there's so much focus on Tua in a situation where it's not just him. Where where when the offense fails, when the offense fails, there's a lot of different factors involved. Okay. But Tua has a role in that, and the focus is on him because he's the one in line for a massive extension and a major commitment from the team. That's why there's going to be a spotlight on him. So so if Trevor Lawrence gets a major commitment and a $50 million contract from the team, even though he just failed in, in helping his team advance to the playoffs, is, is that okay? Or they're just being – Jacksonville. I'm not worried about Jacksonville. But if they, just, no, you didn't answer the question. I like they to were, the question. If they were to hold off on it, nobody could blame him because he wasn't great down the stretch at all. He didn't elevate. Um, okay. The, the last pass of the season for Jacksonville, I don't know if you saw their last game, was 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 a horrible throw. Was a horrible oh, yeah, throw. But I could make the argument that two plays earlier when he's throwing down the field to Calvin Ridley, dude, you're allowed, you're allowed to jump to die for the ball. Even though it's a little bit ahead of you. Uh, I mean, effort, e, e for effort on that one. But anyway, uh, to answer your question, yeah, I would I would not be necessarily as quick to do the the massive extension on Trevor Lawrence after the the way that season ended. Well, yeah. you know what? There's a certain quarterback who pooped the bed in the in the fourth quarter of of his loss last year in the playoffs, um, losing to Jacksonville. He got an extension. Nobody cried about the fact he can't win the big game or is an well, elite. You watch the game? Yeah, I did you watch, watch the game. game. You watch all that game? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, rewatch, rewatch and tell me how much of it is on is on was was on him and how much of it was putrid coaching, bad penalties, and all of that. Anyway, I know we love to do this, but how about we just stick to the Dolphins right now and let's move on to another topic: the team awards. And you didn't want to discuss it, damn straight. We're going to discuss it. The Dolphins. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and we'll start. We'll start backwards. The Community Service Award, and I don't mean to like diminish the importance of any of those. Those are all important. The Nadmore Community Service Award goes to Bradley Chubb for his work in the community. Hat, 
hat tip. Jalen Phillips got robbed. Anyway, no, Jalen Phillips, the NFL. Won it last year, two years ago. Uh, yeah, and a lot of guys, a lot of guys do good work in the community. Yes. The Ed Block Courage Award winner was Austin Jackson for his work and coming back from the ankle issues he had in 2022. Hat tip to him. Completely redefined his body. Austin looks like a, a defensive end right now. The Downshore Leadership Award, that one voted by the players. Went Surprise. To the King Gold. That's impressive. That surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, kind of a, a little bit of an under-the-radar candidate had we had we evaluated or tried to predict, right? I, I when I saw that I was totally floored and surprised. I knew Alec Ingo was a leader. I didn't know that his teammates would vote him the top leader on the team. Very impressive. So props to him. And now we get to the Dan Marino MVP award as voted on by the South Florida media. You hear my Tyree, drum roll? Tyree, that was very that was very, very good. Tyreek Hill won the vote. But by from South Florida media. For full disclosure, the two people here had different votes. And take a wild guess who voted for who. <laughs> well. It's too, bad that, it's too bad this is not a live ep live episode. We could have, you know, asked the people to chime in in the comments with their prediction. As I explained to the room um, when we were discussing our votes in the week of voting, um, I am fundamentally opposed to giving people back-to-back -back awards, uh, primarily when, yeah, I said it. God, that's a horrible reason. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I like spreading the wealth. I, I have two rules. It ain't when it a participation to, trophy, my man. I have two rules when it comes to trophies or honors or okay. Hall of Fame considerations. Did you win it all? I'm a ring counter. Okay. And then the second is, I don't like repeat winners of things. I just don't. So, what, What's the ring have to do with anything? Uh, it mostly comes into play in Hall of Fame. Like I, I'll, I'll really like. For instance, Devin Hester. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. He'll eventually be a Hall of Famer, but he's got to wait a little while because he's never won a ring. Um, and you know, uh, whereas I'm, I'm putting Will Fork ahead of the line because he has won a ring. Because he was lucky enough to play in a, for a great organization. He wasn't lucky enough. He was a very pivotal point, pivotal player yes. in a, in a dynamic defense on championship teams. Without question, and they had he played for the Atlanta Falcons or whatever, he could he would have been just as good a player and and not it. To me, to me, for my criteria for the Hall of Fame, and so we're getting into a separate discussion here, a sidebar, but if we call it, how did you compare with your peers at your position? Okay. And I look at Devin Hester to me is like, yeah. Want to talk kick returners? Forget it. Devin Hester. Okay. In um, a year where you have a weak class. And you need to fit one guy in, fit him in, just like you did Tony Baselli last year. He was a damn good player. Okay, so, but right, there's a reason he waited like ten years to get in. Let's let's be honest, okay? okay? Let's go back to this discussion. So your your objection to Tyreek was because he won it last year, because the rings don't factor here. Primarily, and I also thought that Tua was a very logical, reasonable candidate. He has not won the award in honor, and I think that Tua props up. This 11 and 16, I'm not of the opinion, unlike some people won't call their names, that this team is Tua, is, is Tyreek, 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 and everything off Tyreek. Um, I, they've won a game without Tyreek. Yeah, I, I don't know if I go as far as to say I'm Tyreek, 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 but to me, Tyreek's the one who stands out. And no, I don't buy, and I'll go revisit history. 
Xavier Howard won the team MVP award in 2020 when he had the 10 picks. The following year, he had like six or seven picks. To me, easily should have been the MVP. It wound up being Jalen Waddell, who did set the rookie record for receptions, also oh, yeah. averaged like nine yards per catch. So if you remember, that was a year where it was Waddle and nobody else in the receiving core, and it was basically wide receiver screen, jet sweep, wide receiver screen. Yeah, they made him a slot receiver, which absolutely made no sense to me. But hey. Correct, hey. and it wasn't horribly impactful because everything was short. So to me, the, this notion – so are you – so we're talking about like league MVP award, like for example, Michael Jordan won it every, every year or many years. You have an issue with that? I, 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 for, for instance, I'm not a big – Patrick Mahomes would have to absolutely blow away the crowd in order to be in consideration. He's won the MVP award twice for me. Um, Lamar, okay, I, I got to give it to you because you're the front runner, even though you've already won the award. But what, 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 what? That means counted. That thing's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that final performance against the Dolphins. I mean, there, there's nothing, nothing else needs to be said. Baltimore and the Dolphins, those two. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I think it's going to be a challenge for him to win it in ensuing seasons because he's already won it twice. I know I'm not the only person who doesn't vote for incumbents or reigning, uh, winners of awards. I mean, I know I'm not the only person who, 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 who gives you deducts points for past winners. And yes, I will openly admit I deducted points from Tyreek for being a past winner. God, don't like had, had you told me, you know, if you're like telling me like legitimately, legitimately in a tour, I think was more important to the team. I'm good with that. You're telling me not Tyreek because he won it last year. Sorry, not on board. I think Tua is just as reasonable a candidate. The offense ranked number one, it's been number one all season. I think the, 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 the efficiency and the accuracy that he throws with, it helps balance out the offense. Um, the timing pocket presence helps the, the offensive line be one of the top rated units in the NFL, despite 12 different starting units. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to disrespect him just because he's not a freak of nature like Tyreek. Okay. Tyreek okay, yeah, that's a much better argument than, than Tyreek loses because he won it last year. I mean, I, I, but I'm not going to deny the fact that I'm deducting major points. I mean, you, Tyreek okay. starts out negative 20 points on my okay. on my poll because he's the reigning champion. He's a reigning MVP. And I appreciate your honesty. I, I cannot disagree with you more with that premise, but I appreciate yeah. the honesty. And for me, it was like all your points with two are valid. To me, it's like you look at all the key plays throughout the season and it's Tyreek's ability to get open that creates most of them. Um, I think think Raheem Mostert was also a very logical and reasonable candidate, in my opinion. Now, um, you know, 21. Here's the thing. Except are you prepared to say, and and you you know I like Raheem. I love Raheem. Are we even sure he was the best running back on the team this year? That's fair. And I I will allow it and allow and, and, it the argument when you're when when Devon Chan has the highest yards per carry average in NFL history. Exactly what can I say? Like you know, the dude was a freak. And and the thing is, the you know the biggest argument for Raheem was the number the high number of touchdowns. Well, a lot of those are two yard runs, three yard runs. I mean, lots a lot of them weren't. A lot of them weren't. 
So well, go look at him. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess out of his. Oh no 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 no. He's he's got a he's got a substantial amount of decent respectable runs into the end zone. He's not he's not not just all finishing two three yards. Bet you more than half. I mean, I'm, this one I'm, I'll be happy to look it up. Bet you more than half or, or runs of three yards or less. Okay, I will accept that challenge. Okay, let me, let me note no, well, you're not gonna do it now. We're not we're not no, gonna do after, it anymore. after the podcast. Yeah. Uh, next on my list. This topics to discuss. Huh? Next on my list of topics to discuss today. No, it's technically not directly related to the Dolphins, but it has Dolphin significance. That's the news of Bill Belichick and the Patriots deciding deciding to part ways because this is a guy who was a thorn in the Dolphin side for many, many, many years. <laughs> You're funny. I, I do like McDaniel saying this is a guy who was at the job for 24 years and it wasn't because of his entertaining press conferences. I did think that was funny. I thought his, his comment about what was it that he said that he used the D word? Um, oh yeah. Time, uh, father times a D word. Yeah. And, and I was just like, wow. And, and I understand like this coaching is a young man's game, man. Uh, the hours that they have to put in, um, if you're in your 70s, that's a tough, rough life. And, you know, Pete Carroll basically was forced into retirement. Nick Saban said he had to walk away from the game just because age was becoming a factor. And, and then you, you got to think of Bill Belichick, even though I think he's going to go out there and try to get another job. Um, you got to think age has got to be a factor in terms of what Bill is doing and, and how he's hanging in there and, and you know, the desire. I mean, they they got a lot of issues that they have to address and they have to fix, um, which is why I think it's the wise thing to really purge and restart and get a fresh look and fresh perspective. Um, to me, the key is to hire the right GM and, and then move from there. Yeah, well, part of the problem with New England in recent years is, as somebody pointed out, Bill Belichick, the GM, let down Bill Belichick, the coach. And you look at certain positions, for example, look at their, their drafts with wide receivers. Oof. Oof. Bad. The agency with wide receivers, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, could not nail that. And then unlike, for example, even though it's unrelated to anything that we're talking about, the Steelers, you need a wide receiver, call the Steelers, tell them who should, should we pick in the fifth or sixth rounds. Those guys nail the crap out of them all the time. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, that's a big issue now. Or the, maybe it's player development. True. Coach. Uh, now the next issue for the Patriots is who are they going to hire and the three names that you're going to hear among others, but the three maybe most logical choices are Gerard Mayo, who's an assistant on the team, former linebacker for the Patriots, Mike Vrabel, who played for the Patriots, coach with the Patriots, is a hell of a coach. And then third one, your good friend, Omar. Why you got to be my friend? Ryan we are not friends Let, let's let's okay. get and, and people mistake that all the time because i did an interview with him for i am athlete i'm yeah. sorry that whole interview you didn't see the contentious parts we're not friends we, i want to see the raw footage at some point if you have it come on i, I wish man come on uh but anyway brian flores if you recall before he joined the Dolphins, spent an awful lot of years in new england i Pretty sure he's very, very well respected in that organization. And say what you want about him, Dolphin fans. The dude knows his X's and O's. Now he's going to have some work to do. Can he put together a staff? That's a question. Uh, um, Here's here's my issue with the Brian Flores to become head coach. And 
And while I do support his lawsuit and think it has a ridiculous amount of merits, it should be a class action lawsuit representing all of the minority coaches in the NFL because they do get a raw deal. Hell, throw Ron Rivera in that situation as well. Like minority coaches get the worst jobs, are in the most adverse situations. However, okay. can you be named a head coach in the NFL while you're suing the league? He was named a DC. That's not a head coach. I, I understand that. Um, uh, there, there are two things that I think stand in his way. One, can he assemble a quality staff, which we saw here in Miami that he couldn't. Uh, and two, can he be hired as a head coach in a league where we know that this, the deck is stacked against minorities while he's suing the league? And I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. Um, it will be curious. I'm going to be very curious to see if the performance that he's done this year, and I'm going to look up where his where his defense ranked this season, if the performance that he's done this year and the performance that he did with the Pittsburgh Steelers last year warrants another opportunity and another look-see. Because, hell, Vic Fangio's done more in his one season than Brian Flores has done more. You think Vic Fangio's going to get another sniff? Why? Because he's a white man? Or because he's an old curmudgeon. Can we? Can we not? We don't need to bring race into this. I oh, okay, but I mean, oh, what, what we're talking about Brian Flores and his name is going to be brought into the equation primarily, if at all, because he's a minority coach and he did have two winning no. seasons with the Correct. minority. His name, his name is going to be brought up because he knows it's football. He had two winning seasons out of three years with the Dolphins, and the one he didn't was the tank year, uh, and because he has long. Hey, he wasn't tanking. All right. Well, okay, but then, well, let's just say he wasn't equipped with the best personnel. To he, he, he wasn't. He wasn't knowingly, willingly tanking. Let, and he has long-standing ties with the Patriots and Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's going to be considered. And keep in mind, as you looked at the Minnesota stats, that last year in 2022, their defense was horrible. I think it was 30th or whatever. This year, the defense had the Vikings in contention until things fell apart down the stretch as they were going through 23 different They quarters. were ranked 16th in the NFL. Better than 30th. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I'm not hating on Brian Flores, and I wish him the best of opportunity. I really want his lawsuit to be successful. I have one major concern about Brian Flores. Oh, no, you've said it. Can you put together a quality staff? And to me, that's the number one requirement for a head coach. Um, I looked and I, I, when Joe Philbin got here, he didn't have a quality staff. How did that end up? Adam Gase had a decent quality staff. Brian Flores had a decent staff the year he got Chan Gailey and Chan Gailey brought his boys. But then once Chan Gailey said, yo, I'm out this piece. Um, how did that staff end up? Uh, yeah, Adam Gase had a very good staff. Adam Gase had a very good staff. Very good staff. Uh, good friend Leanna Rumo done, done some great work with uh, Luana Rumo did some great work with the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, Matt Burke is, is still a defensive coordinator in um, oh, oh, Matt Burke, what a cool dude! He's he a playoff, he's got a playoff team. He's with Houston, Houston Texans, is he? Yeah, okay, see, so there you go. Um, to me, and maybe the name to watch, I think eventually might going to wind up being Vrabel. And I told Dolphin fans on Twitter, I said, "And not great news for the Dolphins. And yes, I know right now their personnel, 
personnel deficient, but once he gets the decent talent, that dude can coach. I'm more concerned about who is the GM of the of New England Patriots, not not who is the head coach. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do we want to address Tyreek's comments? Was there anything? Like I said, I was kind of semi shut out of it. Lost um, lost everything in his home. Um, now living displaced. Um, acknowledged and admitted that his full focus wasn't necessarily on football last week, which I found a little interesting. Tried very hard to downplay. I mean, when your house burns down, you lose kind of all your possessions. Uh, these things happen. Um, he basically said everything I've worked for was gone. And I was everything? like, I mean, it was just the my there's a second floor that was demolished. That was a, that was the quote, my brother. I, okay. I don't know. I'm not taking inventory. Maybe all the bedrooms are in the second floor. Think about yeah, it. Maybe the, the valuables room or something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I did hear him the part about him talking about Kansas City. Yeah, it's just another game. Yeah, yeah. He said that twice. And we're like, and and that that to me didn't register well because you were extremely looking forward to returning to Kansas City when the schedule, when when you knew who the opponent was. Then when it became Germany, you were extremely upset that you weren't going back to Kansas City. And now here we are, you're returning to Kansas City for a playoff game against the defending champions. And you're just like, yeah, it's just another game. Yeah. And he also said he's working on his hands because he's, you know, the catching, he, he's he's doing jugs work and getting back to the fundamentals. And and I did see him after practice working on the jugs, got a little pow-pow from Ann because I took video of it, which I wasn't supposed to. Didn't know. I apologize, Ann. Um, Tyreek is... Oh, that's bad. bad Omar, bad Omar, bad Omar. Um, I, I am of the opinion... And you may stone me to death if you would like, but oh, Tyreek. I... What'd you say? May I? Were you talking to the the viewers or me? Uh both. Okay. I, I I shall you I shall allow stoning on this, and if you disagree, please share. But I'm sorry because Tyreek could have shut that thing down for at least two weeks. He's out there playing on an ankle that he probably has no business playing on, and. I know he's dropped passes from time to time. Um, let's not act like three defenders clamping down on you while you're trying to catch a pass. It's just an easy thing to do. And I get it. You make $30 million a year. People expect you to do those things. Um, but uh, what he's doing is not easy. And, and Mike McDaniel excused it, just like Mike is going to do, um, by saying, hey, literally, what he's doing is not easy. And I definitely agree with him. Can it be a little bit of both? Can it be a major hat tip for playing through what he's got, which I agree with you. It's there are a lot of players who wouldn't be out there. And you the got same the same thing as Raheem Mostert and, and, and Jalen Waddle. And both of those guys have missed the past two weeks. Tariq missed one week. But can we say that? Can we give him a major hat tip for the resilience and the ability to, to overcome the injury? And at the same time, dude, stop trying passes, dropping passes that are right in your hands, you know, bad ankle or not. He is the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So, touche. Um, let, 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 let's, let's address the safety position. Because we, we are already. I know, no, no. But I want to, I don't think we gave it, we gave it enough opportunity to you're ready down your pass rushers you're ready down your starting inside linebacker you're ready down your boundary cornerback now you're down 
two of your safeties. You're not worried about this going into a Kansas City Chiefs game? I mean, duh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But this is where I said, I think, on the show yesterday that this is a game where I expect, want, and need the offense to do some more heavy lifting than than it's done in recent weeks. What's the heaviest lifting that they've done the past month? Well, the last three games, it was 22 points against Dallas, 19 against Baltimore, 14 against Buffalo. I okay, don't think so the last that. time they were good was was 27 against Tennessee and then 30 against the Jets, and the Jets really have nothing. Well, no, no, they weren't good against Tennessee because they got 27 points. And if you if you recall, one of them was a muffed punt that they got at the five-yard line. Oh, and yeah. And then it was the turnover on the next play. Okay, so we got to disqualify Tennessee. So, Correct. So the, uh, what about Washington, 45-15? Washington, they were great. But – against the booty cheeks defense so the last three games against elite opponents they basically pooped the bed offensively is what you're saying yeah those games also featured no tyreek and a gimpy tyreek and jalen waddle and no raheem mostert no no nobody wants to hear it nobody feels sorry for him even if you got your guys on saturday night even if they're not 100%, nobody wants to hear it because on defense, not only do they not have guys at 100%, like Jerome Baker's not 100%, he's not out there, period. Bradley Chubb's not out there, period. You don't have those guys. At least Andrew Van Ginkle's not out there, period. Correct. Jerome Baker's not out there, period. X ain't going to be out there, period. So yeah. The offense need to do some more heavy lifting, and if not, good luck winning that game. Yeah. All right. We got anything left in us? No. Or we're like the dolphin season. We're on fumes. You are you giving up? You, you, actually, we should we should save that for the live preview show. When are we doing? Did we make a decision? Are we doing it tomorrow? No, you decide. I, I don't know. Uh, let's do it tomorrow lunchtime. Let's do it to when? Friday, Friday. Yeah. Why not? No. Okay. You, you want to do it Saturday? Saturday before the game. Saturday lunchtime makes more sense. No, can't do Saturday lunchtime. Doesn't give the fans the hours and opportunity to actually watch it. So what, when, we'll, 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 gang, we'll talk about it and we'll put it on social media. Yeah, later. you tell us what to do in the comments. That's exactly. this blog belong. This this podcast belongs to you. You tell us when you want the live. You want the live Friday at lunchtime, or you want the live Saturday morning. You make the decision. And we can't be come. can't be early Saturday morning. I'm going to be sleeping. So there. And on that note, Omar, do the spiel. Do the spiel, the, the thank you spiel. Listen, you know how to find us, alldolphins.com. Uh, we are not under a paywall, behind the paywall. You you click it, you read it, it's for free. Poupard's got how many stories up today? Uh, total, I think we have six or seven. I have one or two more to write. Okay. Um, and also, you know how to find us on any patio platform, the All Dolphins podcast. Uh, we're on every audio platform. We're on YouTube. Um, please like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, um, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>